The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Pennant race, race baseball is in full swing. We got a wacky trade deadline that's already uh, already super exciting. We're going to work through uh, how to adapt your fantasy teams, what the implications are for those trades, what may be coming down the path here in the next couple of days. All coming up next on the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Happy Sunday night, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Scott Jensen. Joined as always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. If you could please rate and review the podcast. Uh, you enjoy listening to us all year. We help you uh, somewhat, some way uh, in your fantasy draft or uh, midseason moves. Uh, leave us a good rating. Helps out the podcast a lot. Uh, Jeff, uh, I know the answer to this, but how's everything going? Life is good, my friend. <laughs> it, our Reds took two out of three from the Dodgers. Ellie De La Cruz homered. Uh, and more importantly, got my, my, got, my, got my shirt on, by the way. So which that's, is that's awesome. Why, that's why he homered. Yes. And I thank you for your service. We do appreciate Absolutely. it there. Of Plenty of war- room aboard the bandwagon. Uh, <laughs> off the top, I got to just brag on my girls. Uh, my soccer coaching career ended with a bang today at AYSO Nationals. We won uh, the, uh, the girls, girls 16U girls uh, championship. Eight games, eight wins, no goals allowed. Uh, went out with a bang. I'm just over the moon about these kids. Uh, 13 years of coaching. This is uh, the best team I've ever coached and just great girls. Awesome time. I don't know what I'm going to do with all the time I have on Monday and Wednesday nights now, but uh, (laughs) it's it's I'm over the moon. Just it's been such a ride and I'm going to be loving life for a while there. That's nice. You're like you're like Bill Walsh, right? Win it and then go right off uh, on the sunset. Something like that. Um, yeah. Yes, that's I, I awesome. So. But uh, congrats to you. Congrats to your daughter. That sounds like uh, sounds like you guys were pretty uh, pretty dominant. Yeah, we were. And you know, today was the championship game was is a battle. Uh, this team from Fontana. We'll give them a shout. They were awesome too. Does um, anyone outside of California do well? It seems like you're playing all California teams. Yeah, yeah. Other brackets they were, but uh, you know, so you're, you get... you're like in the California bracket then. No, no, it's AYSO is bigger in California than other states. First of all, it's, all right. it's local. Other age groups, there were teams from all over that did better. There's like Hawaii brought a bunch of teams. There was a, uh, a region from Florida that brought a bunch of teams. Uh, we, you know, I, I think at the older levels, it, you know, you, you get some tapering off um, right. of the team. You know, a lot of kids go club by that point in time or do other activities. So I, I won't claim that, you know, the best players in the state or anything like that by any means, but. You know, it's for what the the type of soccer we play, we were pretty damn good and it was fun. 
that's uh, that's awesome. Well, congrats on that. Um, baseball wise, it, it's it's crazy. I usually we're like, oh, you know, is de- trade deadline gonna be interesting? And we wait till you know the last hour of the deadline. We've got like six or seven big trades already. Um, stuff that's messing up fancy rosters, making fa- making uh, Fab more interesting. There was a there was a trade that was announced that we'll talk about. That was like an hour for the the Fab deadline tonight that actually affected what bids I was making. But yeah. Uh, Let's talk. Start with the the biggest. And we're just gonna do the weekend trades. We won't talk about Lucas Giolito. That was last week. We talked about that. In the, you guys talked about it on the podcast last week to the Angels. But uh, Max Scherzer to the Rangers was the was the biggest news of the weekend. He uh, he 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 agreed to the trade, gave up his no trade clause, um, agreed to sign through or take his player option through twenty twenty four. So sticking with the Rangers for a year and a half. So not a pure rental. Um, pretty big move. The Rangers obviously lost to Grom and they added uh, Max Scherzer and then added Jordan Montgomery today. So suddenly uh, suddenly got pitching staff out there in Texas. Yeah, and they kind of had to though. Um, I, I kind of viewed this as one of those like, yes, it was it was a big ad, and it could pay huge dividends. But I mean, they lost to Grom, obviously, but they also lost Nate Evaldi. Yeah. Um, they, you know, he, I don't know, and it's a forearm strain. They're saying it's a minimum length IL st- uh, IL stay, but um, you, I don't know. You tell me. I mean, how many times is that? really the case i mean i'm i'm gonna be very suspicious with that so rare there's a quote that was like his pain was in a good place i'm like oh i don't know if anything in your pitching arm is ever in a good place so yeah yeah, i mean there are there are a few instances where like the forearm just is actually tight and it works out but man that's the most part i I expect him to be out for a while and they've hung in there you know they're the astros the astros are getting really healthy they've got altuve back they got jordan alvarez back Mm -hmm. um you know, the Rangers are still, uh, you know, easily the best offense in baseball. They actually still have more runs than the Braves do, which people are surprised by. The Braves uh, seem like they mash every day, but the Rangers have 609 runs scored, um, giving up about the same number of runs as the Astros, but they're only game up. Uh, you could feel like the Astros are coming. The, the, the Rangers needed to do something. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, just look at that rotation. Evaldi's hurt. John Gray uh, struggled against the Astros in his last time out. If you look at John Gray over the last, like, over the last 60 days, 462, 136. That's not Oof, good. No. Martin Perez has not been good this year. Andrew Heaney's been up and down. Yeah. Uh, 462, 135. Uh, Dane Dunning had a nice run, but he he's kind of coming back uh, to the fold a little bit himself. Uh, over the last 60 days, 436, 133. Over the last 30 days, it's 506, 146. They needed help yeah. uh, badly. Um, the question is, is Scherzer going to be just an improvement or is he going to be Mad Max again? Because he hasn't been super dominant. He's been good. 401, 119. I mean, that's still better than what they're getting from other people. But over the last 60 days, again, 430, 122. Uh, what version of Mad Max are you going to getting? Are you getting here? And you know, just keep in mind, you know, Mad Max is, you know, old, you know, and nothing wrong yeah. with that. I'm old. You know, but I, you know, I'm not expected to do great. But you know, he and he, he himself was getting super frustrated, uh, both with his performance and with the team and the Mets. So, you know, he I think that's why he waived the no trade. It's why he eagerly, you know, went to a new team and picked up the player option and all that good stuff. It's pretty jarring just how fast this happened in the Mets. I mean, we were talking yeah. about they spent all the money. You know, will it work? I don't think we ever thought like, will it work? Was are they going to win the division? Are they going to challenge the Braves? Not. Are they going to be sellers at the trade deadline in four months? Like, it's a wild. I mean, I just saw an interview with Verlander. He pitched tonight and he's like, Well, you know, I'd like to win a championship here. I have a full no, no trade clause. And, you know, if we're committed to winning next year, I'd like to stay. But, you know, if we're not committed to winning, we traded Max. You know, I'm, I'm open to something. So it, it yeah. seems like, I mean, if they could trade, sure, they might as well trade Verlander too. I can't how much money the Mets gave the Rangers in this deal. They paid like $35 million for them to take Scherzer. It was pay- no, they, they paid $35 million so they could get a real prospect. 
yeah, that, yeah. There's that too. But like Luis on Helicuña. I mean, it was, and, and you know, that's be prepared. And you know, when money, there's that much money involved, you know, be prepared to be underwhelmed by the prospect hall unless they give up a lot of money too. Yeah. And that that's that's the whole thing. I mean, you either get rid of the contract or you you get a real prospect. I mean, I think that that's the calculus here. But it's just, I mean, it didn't feel like one of those NBA contracts where the guy, you know, is making 30 million is not good anymore. I mean, still mm-hmm. Scherzer. I know he's not been the same. Still been good. Like you said, numbers are down. You look at everything, strikeout rates down, walk rates up, swing strike rates up. I, I get a feeling that uh, he'll get pretty ramped up by this trade. I think that uh, getting Scherzer in a pennant race is probably a good thing. Um, how do you feel about the Jordan Montgomery ad in terms of like, uh, you know, Max was obviously the bigger name, but Montgomery is obviously uh, their second best pitcher, or second or third best pitcher kind of right away. Yeah, I, I think it just it's speaks to the issues we were talking about with the other starters that, yeah. you know, you got Avaldi out, you've got both Perez and Dunning struggling lately uh, and Heaney just being mediocre all year. I mean, you need improvements at wherever you can find it. You know, the gap between NL pitchers and AL pitchers isn't really the same anymore because of interleague play all, you know, and, and the D universal right. DH and all that. And now a balanced schedule too, on top of that, uh, it's, it's drawing everything towards the middle. So the, 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 it shouldn't be a stark difference in leagues. You could talk about ballparks if they're extreme. Um, and I'd, don't know if Texas is an extreme. I know it was early. I mean, but it, was that necessarily a ballpark induced or is that just the way it's played? Um, and just w- the way that the Rangers have hit. So that that's the other thing. But, you know, the you know, Montgomery is another above, slightly above average arm. And that that right now is big. And Rangers, like you said, they're holding off the Astros right now. And if they don't have the division, all of a sudden, you know, playoffs now are in question. Yep. This is a team that had like you know highest run differential for a long time was had and I think still does have the no the Braves have a slightly better one now. Yeah, they but, still have the best one in the AL. Yeah, so they're yeah. sixty and forty six. Um, that only puts them like a game and a half up in the wild card if they fall behind. You know, if they fall behind the Astros. So and yep. the Reds, you know, the Red Sox are coming. They've although actually they struggled this weekend against the Giants, but uh, the Angels are going for it clearly. Yep. Um, We'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, I, you know, I have a list of teams that haven't made a trade yet. We'll get into that in a second there. There are some that I'm, I'm waiting to see if they're going to go for it. Um, but in, including their division mate, I will mention the Astros have done nothing so far. They, they they're a yeah. prime. They we, added our they injured added 10, guy coming 10, back is our trade deadline acquisition. Kendall Graveman was an only small. Ad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about Graveman. You're but right. Good point. Fairly not a, not a really, not one that's going to decide the division by any means, but a, you know, a nice bullpen piece, but you're right. I think it's the, Altuve and Yoron come back. That's kind of our trade deadline. It'd be interesting to see if they, I mean, you talk about a place for Verlander, like oof, slides right in there. He's been there and yeah. comfortable and that, that would work pretty well. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, you just muted out there for a second. Sorry about that. Kind of a weird dynamic when he. Are you back? I cannot hear you. It's kind of a weird dynamic when he just left them. It is a weird dynamic. And it's uh yeah, maybe I, I, it'd be interesting. I, I would assume Dodgers is the, the key place. Cause they, they need starting pitching. They, they traded for Lance Lynn. We could talk about that too, but I mean, that's a place that, you know, LA has tried so many of these rookies that haven't, none of them have really, really worked. Bobby Miller's probably worked no. the best, but you know, Grove, Michael Grove got smoked by our reds today. And, you know, if the, if the Dodgers are going to win a World Series, they need a, they need a starting pitcher. Yeah, they do. They do. 
Um, well, let's talk Dodgers next um, because they have they've made some moves. They have made some moves already, but is it enough? Is the question. And obviously, you know, they've had some pretty bad, you know, key players not ne- not necessarily bad injuries, but key players missing time now. Will Smith, Mookie Betts, and JD Martinez today. Yeah. And I, I think the JD one's going to be problematic. He's getting yeah. an MRI tomorrow. I think he's going the ILA. It sounds like Mookie's fine. It's like a, a tweaked ankle. And it sounds like Will Smith was more of a function. He got hit by a pitch and more of a function of the game being a blowout. But I think, yeah. I mean, JD was in the lineup and then got, he was essentially, I would say, get scratched, but the game had already started. So he was actually out of the lineup. Um, but yeah, he's going for an MRI on that hamstring. It's the second time it's come around. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going the IL tomorrow. Yeah, I think so too. Um, and, that they, they they've already made tactical moves to add more righties. You know, they, they went out and they got uh Kike Hernandez. They went out and they got, uh, you know, uh, a Rosario, Ahmad Rosario. And I, I think those were very important acquisitions. They were so left-handed with the outfield and they were so lacking up the middle. I, I can see why they did it, but you know, this, they need the pitching. I mean, they, I know they got Lance Lynn and that was a good one. Um, do, you, do you think they fixed, fixed Lance Lynn pretty quick? I think he, yeah, I do. I do too. I, I really do. But they can't fix Tony Gonsolin right now. Tony Gonsolin. Do you want to take a look at a guy who's really struggling? Last 60 days, 613 ERA, Scott. It's weird. The guy's never been over a 3-3 ERA in his any years of his career. Like He's just one of those guys that doesn't make a lot of sense, doesn't make a lot of sense. It's always there. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, here we are. I mean, his yep. his FIP is 482 right now. So it's not like he's been you know unlu- or lucky or unlucky by any means. BABIP's only 221. I know he usually has a low BABIP. That's actually his career. But um, yeah, he goes out there. The strikeout rate was never huge. And now it's way down. It's under 20%. Uh, walk rate's up. It's uh, the swing strike rate you look at. It's down from 12.5% to 9%. He's not the same guy he was the last couple of years. Jeff's got some tech stuff going on, I think. Anyway, as he gets that uh, worked out, we'll talk about a few more trades. We're talking about Scherzer. We talked about Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Jordan Hicks, uh, talking about St. Louis, uh, traded to Toronto. Uh, Jordan Jordan Romano went on the IL uh, IL today. So they traded for Hicks. Um, likely will close for them for a couple weeks. Um, probably a signal there. Maybe a little more worried about Romano than uh, than we than we would hope they would be. Obviously, he got hurt in the in the All Star game. Came back, didn't have to go in the aisle, was fine, and then uh, it, it came back up. Second time it comes around is never a really good thing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, they got they got Jordan to Jordan there in the eighth ninth inning. Good call there by uh, Sarah Sanchez in the chat. Um, Hicks has been good for the uh, for the Cardinals as he's been closing. You know, too many walks, which is always a problem with him when you throw that hard and just finding that control. But um, got to think that all the all the Yimi Garcia. And uh, Eric, uh, Eric Swanson bids uh, went by the wayside this morning. Yeah, they did. And, um, and, and we, we dialed ours down as, yeah. as a matter of fact, because of that, I will say that. And, and the thing is like people who fab Jordan Hicks were probably like, Oh, I'm going to lose him just after I got the job. Yep. And now he lands where at least temporarily he's got the job and it might, who knows the back injuries that could last yep. a long time there too. You know, I did not trade for Jordan Hicks in one league uh, that I was trying to go in a go for it situation because I didn't. Tr- I thought he'd get dealt. And, you know, usually when a closer gets dealt, it's not to be a closer elsewhere because the teams that are acquiring usually have a closer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that like, for instance, like Kendall Graveman, he's never going to close for Houston right. uh, unless there's like Presley's down that day or something like that. Yeah. But uh, that that's the normal tracking. Like I'm dreading David Bednar getting dealt uh, for that reason. 
Yeah, he's one guy that if he ended up in some right places, he could close. He's that good, but you're right. I mean, right. He, there's teams we go to where he'd be the he'd be the setup guy too, and that'd be tough. Yeah. Uh, Clearly, I, Josh Hader, if he gets dealt, he's yeah. going to close. I don't think he gets dealt now. I thought he was going to, but I think the Padres are going to hang talk, on to their players. Talk about it. Talk about a huge sweep, right? They they play yeah. the Rangers, and like, are they going to be sellers? Blake Snell and Josh Hader are both free agents. There was even talk on Thursday about like Juan Soto being on the market. We talked about he's only signed for another year after this. Yeah. Um, they sweep the Rangers. Now they're like four four to five games out of the wild card. Um, I think if anything, they may they may add somebody. I don't think they're going to sell even even the free agents. I think they I think they go for it right now. They're kind of like on the Cubs coattails in terms of getting hot exactly at the cert, uh, the right time. And well, yeah. we'll see if it's the right time. You know, maybe and, it distracts. Yeah. It could be could be the worst thing that happens to them too. I mean, if they if they don't make the playoffs, and they get nothing for Snell and Hater. That's a whole different story too. But um, you mentioned closers going from team to team. David Robertson got traded to the uh, Marlins. Uh, mm-hmm. Looks like he's going to close. Uh, there's a quote, uh, a, a tweet from Craig Mish that he's pretty much going to close 90% of the games. Craig is really tied in with the Marlins. So I kind of just, uh, I kind of assume that's going to be about right. I actually dropped AJ Puck in the league. Uh, he's been bad. He lost the job before they traded for Robertson. I don't think he sees, uh, I don't think he sees many save offs the rest of the way. I think you're probably right. Although it's funny, like he's got like 17 saves. Yeah, uh, it ha- I mean, it has worked. The area's been high, but if you took him in the 20th round, you got the 17 saves. Mm-hmm. It's worked, but I think the I think it's pretty clear that he's not uh, not really locked in right now. Uh, ERA's over five after today, which is pretty crazy how well he started. Now the ERA's over five, and I think I think he's behind Robertson for sure, and I think he's probably behind Tanner Scott right now too. Yeah. Well, and let's let's point out that the Marlins were buyers and the Mets were sellers. <laughs> Wild. And, and the Mar and. I'll say this credit to the Mets for being willing to trade in division. Cause if that's the best deal they could get for Robertson, yep. they did. Um, and you know, there's some divergence on opinion on what the uh, Mets got, but come on, it's a 38 year old closer. Uh, yes. pitching is great this year, but what did you really expect? Um, they got a, a top 10 Marlins prospect and probably a top 21. Yeah, no, I think they did. They did pretty well in that. And they struck early too, which I like. You know, I think it's if you got teams at the end, they're like, oh, I've got three or four relievers on the line to different teams. Like, I think you strike early, you can get you sometimes can get a better deal out of that. Yeah. Um, last deal I want to talk to you about that happened about an hour before the Fab deadline. Just for people that uh, you know, that's six o'clock Pacific. Uh, the Angels traded uh, a couple of prospects for CJ Crone and Randall Grichuk to Colorado. Um, it's funny because I had I needed some corners in some leagues. I actually had Mike Mustakas and Eduardo Escobar on some bids, and I was like, oh, yeah. getting rid of those. Like those guys clearly were the ones that are losing lose playing time with with CJ and, and Randall Grichuk coming there. And then on the flip side, I looked at Colorado and, and Mike Toglia. I moved up. I mean, someone that was starting to get some at bats. So I think he started six of seven games. And now, you know, two guys that were getting, you were kind of fighting for at bats are out of the mix. So I think that, uh, you know, all these trades, it's not who the, it impacts the team that con- that gets a guy, but also the team that loses someone. Uh, there's some opportunity there. So that was one that was uh, weirdly enough, uh, yeah. altered like three or four of my bids in, in one second. Yeah. Sarah Sanchez. I'm just impressed that the uh, Rockies made a real deal. Yeah. That's true. Me too. Um, some, some, some more Trevor stories shaking his head at that one. Yeah. Something, something signed Daniel Barr to an extension instead of trading him. Um, that's, that's right. Oh uh, yeah. Would, uh, yeah. Uh, they, 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 they decided to take a break from eating paste in the corner. So good for them um, on that. But and the thing is with Ward out, the angels acted quickly yep. and you know, Gritchick's going to play a lot for this team. Uh, Crone's going to play a lot. Obviously they gave up the, they gave up on Jared Walsh. Uh, they were using Trey cabbage because deuce tomato was unavailable, but they were using Trey cabbage at first base. I you've mean, been, you've been, you've been waiting to drop that. one. Oh, so you? much, yeah. so much. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I, 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 I like what they did. Um, and you know, again, if you're going to go all in for Otani, 
go all in for Otani. I, I, yeah. I you know what? Kudos to them for that. That I mean, it's it's weird that I have to. I think Jeff just froze again over there, but yeah, we're talking no, I'm about. Good. Oh, you're not there. Oh, you. I'm not you're freezing. I'm you're here. frozen. You're frozen on my screen. That's weird. Maybe I was frozen. One of the two. Yeah. Uh, but it's crazy. Just let you it go. About, you think about it. Uh, oh, that was terrible. Um, Gritchick and Crone probably hit like fourth and fifth for this team right now. Like these are ads that like in the middle of the lineup. Boom, boom, boom. Like these are guys that are gonna play every day and be their middle of the lineup right away. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, well, and just look at this past weekend against Toronto. Um, the, the, you know, what was the quote from Matt Chapman and Friday? Like, why are we pitching this guy? There's yeah. nobody else that can hurt us. Yeah. And he, he was right. Yeah. Um, it's, it's true. And it's not like the people were freaking out, but it's not like he gave, he like stood at the press conference and said that, like he was talking to his manager and he was upset in the moment. Cause Otani just went yard. I yeah. kind of thought that was a little overblown. Like I get the camera that right. happened to be in on the wrong time, but that, if he like jumps to the, in, in, in the press conference, he goes to the microphones and says that in like a post game press conference. I think right. that's one thing like saying to his manager. I didn't, I, I thought people. Oh, I had no problem with it. Yeah, I just I thought it was noteworthy. Um, yeah, it, de- it definitely was. And they, uh, I mean, the angels knew that too. I mean, everybody's like, Oh, it's the first inning. You got to pitch a time. Well, yeah. Mickey Moniak's hitting behind him. And then uh, Moustakis and Matt Thice. Like it just, I get it. And, and Otani had hit, I think home runs in three straight at bats. So there was just, I'm sure there was a frustration. Like, why are we letting this dude score runs on us when there's, there's no Mike Trout there. Right. Exactly. Um, we're still waiting. Yeah. And that's now it, it's like Trout watch is going to take on a different meeting though. Right. Uh, we're going to be watching this one a lot closer to see when he comes back. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's got, he's got the brace off, but you got to think he's probably pretty excited. I assume that he's going to be TV uh, ramping up. Yeah. Uh, CJ Crone career OPS at cores, nine seventy six. Uh, career OPS overall 794. Yeah, it hurts Crone for sure. Yeah. Um, as Paul had had, to, had tip to Rob Silver on that stat, by the way, he's the one yeah. who sent that to me. Could, yeah, Paul Spore in the uh, in the chat area does bring up a good point. They do lose the core's hangover effect. Um, so you don't you don't deal with like that leaving Coors Field and all that. And remember, the Angels have already been there too. As we remember, they scored like. 3,000 runs in one game and still lost a series. Uh, so they've been to cores already. So we, we, that he won't have a cores hangover effect the rest of the year after the, after he, he gets back. And, you know, Anaheim is a pretty good place to hit. You, I was going to say, you look at park factor, uh, you look at just home runs. I know we're not talking overall scoring. Home runs, uh, Angel, Angel Park Stadium, is, what do they call it now? Is it Angel Stadium still? Uh, fourth, best, uh, fourth best park for home runs so far in 2023. I had a cores field, actually. Ever since they lowered the line in right field, yeah. um, it's really boosted power there for left-handed hitters. But righties still have that short porch right down the line, too. Yeah, so it's a nice – I mean, obviously, Coors is still a better overall park factor you know, for scoring runs. But uh, I was surprised that Angel Stadium was top five. When the trade happened, I quickly looked at that real quick, and I was like, oh, it's a good play. Uh, better – it's like right above – ahead of Chicago, ahead of Atlanta. I was surprised it was ahead of both those places. Yeah. Great, uh, great, American, we go- great American ballpark, still number one. Yeah, for sure. Hey, before we move on to the week 19 preview, I want to talk real quick about the teams that have not traded yet. Let's do it. Tampa Bay. Good one. Desperately needing starting pitching. What's going on here? They're such a weird team, right? Because they just uh, like they're not going to take on a you just don't think they're taking on a huge contract. They could, but I, they feel like they're not going to. Um, but man, they need pitching. I mean, Todd, Taj Bradley got smoked this weekend. Zach yeah. Eflin is a little banged up. So they got McClanahan glass now. And like, you're just pr- praying the rest of the day. So. And I think McClanahan doesn't have a win since June or something like that too. He had a trip to the IL and he keeps yeah. on falling short of getting wins. Um, it's not really a drop off in performance, but you know, it, it's just like, 
they ever since they lost Rasmussen, there's been no excuse not to go get another pitcher. You knew they're going to need one at some point in time. Did Why not know, act early? Did you know that Erasmo Ramirez is on this team? Erasmo. I looked at uh, him like that can't be the same guy, and I clicked on it. He's like 33. I'm like, it's the same dude. That's incredible that Erasmo Ramirez is pitching for them. Bulk innings today. Uh, Zach Littell started and pitched well, but man, they need. We talked about the Dodgers needing an arm. Tampa Bay needs an arm more than the Dodgers do. Yeah, and the, and Tampa Bay is all. It's almost like they're they're like high on their own supply and their ability to turn people around because it's worked so many times, but it often that takes a while to happen. And it's not just like, okay, we got Robert Stevenson. We have Zach Littell. Let's turn them into things. And it might work. It might work if it weren't for those meddling kids, but you know, they still need innings. I still think they're, uh, and it may work in the middle of July, but it doesn't work in game two of the ALDS either. I don't think so either. Um, another team that hasn't done anything yet. Cincinnati, our reds, (laughs) Uh, they, they've called up all the prospects that they're going to call up in the short term. I mean, I, I think that Marte's not coming up this year. I don't think uh, the pitcher they just pushed up to AAA is coming up this year. And I, you know, I'm, I'm tired. Bear with me. I forget his name for the, at the moment. But uh, how, how much does the India injury impact what they do? Because they, they, they were talking about him being the guy they were going to trade. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think it does impact a lot. And, you know, that, that hurts them, their ability to trade that trade there. Um, and by the way, just for completion's sake, uh, I, you know, the pitcher that in question that I thought was going to get uh, maybe de- uh, called up at some point in time was Connor Phillips, uh, who is now in AAA. But I, I, you know, that that's that's we're slowing that train down a little bit there. But um, I mean, they still have like four top 100 prospects in James Anderson's list and 17 in his top 400. So that that's still pretty good, despite the guys that they've already they've already promoted. But they need innings. They, I mean. Yeah, you know, Luke Weaver uh, upset of all upsets was was yeah. fine, and actually Joel Luckup, uh, ha- if you follow him on Twitter, he's like the Reds TV broadcast statistician. He he tweets out some good facts from time to time. Since the break, the Reds have 10, 10 quality starts. They have a two eighty. Their starting rotation has a two eighty six ERA. So they've actually been pitching pretty well. But Ashcraft to shut out the Dodgers today, right? Yeah, um, the world of Ashcraft, I guess. But yeah. uh, you know, I I don't. I just can't count on it. And Lodolo's not coming back to September now. We know this. Yeah, it got pushed up a little bit, but I still think it's going to be last week, August, early September. It's not. It's going to be right yeah. in there. Next they team need, that, ha- yeah, go ahead. They need they need pitching for the next month. They need to find a way to stay in contention. And waiting for Lodolo and Green only works so much. They're going to need somebody to pitch the next month. I, I agree, and you know a lot of the options are getting pulled off the table too. So uh, another team that hasn't made a deal yet, the Baltimore Orioles, another team that could probably use a starter, right? Another team that has uber prospects. Yes. Um, and, you know, in, and especially now it looks like Stroman's off the market. There's there's just a lack of uh, arms out there that are very good. The, the White Sox have made their trades unless they trade Cease. Yep. Uh, Montgomery is already gone. You know, maybe Flaherty goes still. That That's one that we can still look for. But, I mean, we're, we're starting to run out of supply. Um, and that unless Verlander does something, um, we'll see about that. But. I'm thinking uh, like a Eduardo Rodriguez, uh, Michael Lorenzen names in there might be the way to go. But you're right; they need Dean Kramer. Like, Dean hard. Kramer actually, Dean Kramer actually played pretty well. He looked hor- Dean Kramer looks horrible today. Uh, yeah. he had an eight nothing lead and, and couldn't get through five, and he just he just he just looked lost. There was that bat. I just as a, like an old baseball fan, like Kyle Higashioka was up, bases loaded. Uh, Kramer had just walked two guys. You're down seven nothing. He goes 3-1 to Higashioka with two outs, and he swings 3-1 and grounds a shortstop. I was, like, I was listening on the radio on the drive back. And as the nine-hitter, as a yeah. nine-hitter, the guy has no idea where the ball is going. You cannot swing there. It's just 
That was horrible. It just bailed it. It bailed them out so much. The game was kind of over at that point. Yep, it was. Uh, the Cubs. I mean, they. I mean, we don't think they're going to sell, but why don't they buy? I mean, I think we should flip that conversation. Uh, you know, if you're not going to sell, you should probably buy. You know, yeah, don't I mean, don't hang were, out in the middle. They were but, they were done, and they won what eight in a row, and what was it nine of eleven? They lost today, but yeah, they're three and a half out. And the funny thing about being three and a half in the National League is you look at the teams above you, you're like. I'm not scared of Arizona. I'm not scared of Miami. Are you scared of the Giants, the Brewers? Not really. Like, it's just. Scared of our Reds? Probably not. Probably not. Like, it's just, you're not looking at, in the AL, you're like, you look up and it's like Tampa and Toronto and Houston and Boston and New York. And you're like, this gets a lot tougher. The National League is wide open on the in the wild card side. Yeah. And the Marlins are buyers, but they're sinking still. I mean, they're, Uri Perez at some point is going to come back. We're here, but, uh, <laughs> they, they botched that situation so bad. Um, so I, apparently, I, I'm not apparently con- he's coming back though. Did you, did you hold him? Yeah, I held him. Um, and mostly because it's so damn hard to find something to pick up, but, yeah. um, yeah, I, I held him. Okay. couple some more the teams. Chat, real quick. We're talking, sorry, but some of the chat mentioned JP Sears. I just don't know. I don't think the A's have any impetus to trade him. I know he's 27, but he's under team control for like four more years. Like yeah, I guess you'd last year. Yeah. yeah. If they, if they really like someone wants to blow them away, but I just, like, I don't think they're going to give him up for nothing just because, I mean, he's he's pitched well. I know he's 27, not talking about a huge prospect, but, I mean, they've got him really cheaply for the next four years, which is kind of all they want. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, okay, two more teams. Boston. They, they've traded away Kiki Hernandez, but that was really almost like a we're going to lose we're going to lose him on a roster spot when story comes back anyhow sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, they haven't done anything. And their division mate, the Yankees. What the heck are the Yankees going to do? They're not that far out in the wild card. They are last place in the AL East, though. They're, they're not playing good ball. Um, they're just they're kind of middling right now. I mean, if they were in the National League, they'd be buyers. In the AL East, you know, who knows? They're just, you know, both these teams have done, aren't, haven't done anything yet. I'm kind of curious to see what they do. And the Yankees are weird because we talked all these teams were like, they need to add a pitcher, they need a pitcher. Yankees need offense. Like as Os- Oswald Peraza and Oswaldo Cabrera have not worked out in college. They have not done anything. I mean, the lineup they run out there every week, every game, and even we put Judge in there. Like you still look at the bottom half of that lineup, and you're not scared of any part of it. Like I think yep. they need a uh, they need a big bat, you know, left handed bat. You look at their you can look at their lineup, and just like you see very few lefties. Jake Bowers hit a homer today, and he looked he looked good tonight. But you know, their normal lineup is eight righties and one lefty. Uh, Paul Spore mentioned Seth Brown in the chat. That'd be a really perfect ad, actually. He'd be really, I think he'd be really good there. But you should have another guy that won't run for him. I know he's a little, he's got a little bit of speed, but he'll, he'll fit perfectly in that team dynamic. <laughs> he really will. But um, they need a lefty. They need something to hit some. I mean, they're, 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 their lineup's bad. Their offense, every time you look at it, you're like, oh, it's at the Kiner, Falefa, Bader, Volpe, Higashioka part lineup. You're like, oh, when is, when are Judge and Stanton up again? It's just, it's rough. Exactly. Exactly. Sarah Sanchez on the Cubs says, I honestly just want to see what happens when Jed buys. Like no one really knows he's never done it because there was Theo that did the trades uh, for Chapman and all that, which by the way, weren't really good trades. Um, I mean, it got them what they needed, but I mean, labor Torres for Chapman. I mean, is that something you'd want to relitigate let alone uh, Jose Quintana for Eloy? I mean, Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, I respected the trades at the time. It doesn't always work out. You want to see go for trades, but those weren't Jed. By the way, Seth Brown has 11 stolen bases last year. Offended you said he can't run. Yeah, I know. I, as soon as I said that, I'm like, oh, I'm kind of <laughs> wrong about this one here. You just, <laughs> was, I just think was, of him as not fast. That was a career high. I don't actually think he's fast. I think he's, I think he's crafty. And when, when he decides to go, he was, a, he was a smart base runner. But kind of like um, you, right? 
uh, no, I'm uh, I'm not fast enough to be a smart base runner. Yeah. Um, let's jump into into uh, week 19. Obviously, from a fantasy standpoint. But first, uh, a note from our partners at AG1. Uh, AG1 is the daily foundation foundation. I can talk foundational nutrition nutritional supplement that supports whole body health. I drink it literally every day. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted better gut health a boost in energy, immune system support, and also I absolutely hate taking pills. That is very, very true. I want a supplement that actually tastes really good too, which AG1 does. I drink AG1 in the morning before I start long days. It makes me feel ready to take on my day, and I'm also doing something good for my body. Since drinking AG1, I've noticed an overall feeling of health plus sustained energy, improved digestion, most importantly, support for mental clarity and focus, which uh, we've always, we covered before I, I desperately need. Uh, covering my nutritional basis for my day couldn't be any easier, which is why I trust AG1. I just mix one small scoop with water and drink it first thing each morning, and I'm done. It has 75 vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients. I also think it costs about $3 a day. That's pretty darn good if you ask me. It's really effective daily habit with highly quality source ingredients. It's really a win-win for everybody involved. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1. Get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase Go to drinkag1.com slash roto. That's drinkag1.com slash roto. Um, check it out. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Jeff, I want to get a fab, but real quick, we'll jump into week 19 real quick. Uh, a lot of games this week. It's going to be a uh, – we got the trade down, but we also got a lot of games. We have um, – what is that? Uh, 11 teams with seven games this week. Uh, the D-backs, the Reds, the Cubs, the Brewers, and the Marlins in the NL. Mariners, Angels, Astros, Jays, Orioles, and Yankees in the AL. 
Only two teams with five games. I think we had six teams, six of those this week. Uh, yeah. The Tigers and the A's. The A's again with five games. There's a lot of off days. Um, the Tigers and A's with five days. But there are a lot of really good uh, schedules, especially in the NL and the NL Central. Uh, the Brewers jumped out to me as the best. They have three at Washington, four at home against Pittsburgh. Uh, tough to draw it up much better than that for Milwaukee. Yeah, um, that's right. And they need it after having to face the uh... – Braves this weekend. Now they don't have to deal with them anymore. You know, unfortunately for the Brewers, they don't get to face our Reds anymore. They just, I'm so glad I don't have to see Christian Yelich's mug anymore against man, my team. Man, he mashes against them. Uh, just, yeah. But yeah, so good schedule for the Brew Crew. Um, interesting, like the names that are kind of like Frelick was batting, I think, what cleanup today. Um, Adamas is now down to fifth. They've, it, it you know looking at their lineups every day it's a little different every day and it's just it, you know but some of these guys it could be profitable still yeah and they traded for carlos santana we didn't mention that it was happening earlier last week i'm sure you guys had yeah the podcast but i mean uh, a good sign that rowdy telez is probably just not coming back or if he does not gonna play very often he was really bad anyway but uh, santana and home run today off uh aj smith shaver in in uh in atlanta they're actually beating the braves for a bit and then the braves uh Braves came back as they <laughs> tend to do and, and uh, scored yep. eight runs. But, uh, yeah, Yelich has been fun. And I know we talked about joke with the Reds, but, I mean, it, it's so good to see Yelich good again, hitting 286, 16 home runs, has over 20 steals. Um, it's been fun to see him bounce back. There's a guy that uh, – it's, it's fun when he's good. I know that – For sure. As a Reds fan, we can't say that, but in general, it's good. To, good when Christian Yelich is good. But speaking of our Reds, really good schedule too. They are uh, four at the Cubs and three home against the Nationals. Um, should be a lot of uh, a lot of runs for a Cubs lineup and or for a Reds lineup. I want to ask you, Christian Encarnacion Strand has come out of the gate really slow. Uh, do you think he's a hold? Do you uh, what do you, what do you do what, what do you do with uh, with CES here? Hold, hold. Right. Um, yeah, I, I think I would hold on to him. I didn't, um, I didn't. I didn't watch Game of Thrones, and I still got that one. Yeah. Um, I, you know, he, he is going to lose a little. He has lost a little playing time, but now that India is out, yeah, yeah I, I think that's one less. That you know link you know in the chain and i i still think that the you know he there's going to be some ups and downs and let's face it he faced how many times have the reds faced corbin burns since he's gotten the call i mean <laughs> yeah. how many times has he faced Re- uh, freddie peralta i'm not that concerned i think this is just an normal adjustment i think the hit tool is still there with the encarnacion strand i think Let's face it, he has 35 plate appearances, guys, going into today. He's not striking out either. He's at like 20%. It's not like he's striking out 40% of the time. Like, can we see some of these guys? That's not squaring it up yet. I yeah. think these things have, I think we got to give them a little bit more time. Yeah, I do. Too. I don't uh, even think like the, the metrics matter right now what his yeah. exit velo is. What, because it's 35 plate appearances. Yeah. I mean, his hard hit rate's 46%. So I don't think that's a problem anyway. I don't think it matters right. at 46%, but it's not like it's 20% either. So I think that, uh, I think it'll work. I actually think the uh, the India thing uh, is actually. I, I hate to see it for the Reds. I hate to see it because I have Jonathan India in the main event, but mm-hmm. I think that helps him a lot. I think he's going to get more consistent playing time. I think that you take one piece out of that one chain out of there, one link out of the chain, as you said. Um, maybe Senzel plays a little bit more too, but I think you get a lot of uh, CES playing a lot too. Yeah. Um, Cubs. We talked about the NL Central. They have a good schedule this week. They have four, uh, seven home games, four against the Reds, three against the Braves, and they miss uh, Spencer Strider in those in those Braves games, which is which is really nice. So that that's massive. Huge. Uh, Padres start the week with three at Coors. Um, that is, that's a big one right there. Um, obviously, uh, you know, Coors, uh, Coors is great. And then the, none of the Rockies pitchers, uh, really worry you. So that's a good, uh, good start to be Padres. Hassan Kim, uh, hurt his shoulder today, uh, sliding yeah. it home. 
Uh, I thought it was way worse than it was. It actually turns out to be day to day jam shoulder. I thought he separated it. I was I was really worried that it was going to be a long term injury. But uh, really good news, Nev. It sounds like he's not going to play tomorrow, so it makes him a little bit tough to play this week. But uh, you know, if you uh, quietly if, having a good year, he's having a really good year. He's just kind of all around too. He's just doing. Uh, if you picked him uh, where he went in the draft, he's just been a, he's been a godsend for teams. You know, yeah, play absolutely. play multiple spots and home runs and steals uh, hitting lead off a bunch for the Padres has been, has been really nice, but uh, they have, uh, they have, they have three and then an off day on Thursday. So he doesn't play tomorrow. He'd probably have to get a, a note that said like, Oh, he's not playing today, but he's going to have tomorrow to play him because two accords will still be pretty good. But if you don't know, it's going to be two. Uh, he's tough to use this week. Exactly. Uh, I just want to point out just from a baseball standpoint, two huge series in the NL uh, Reds, Cubs and Phillies Marlins. You know, could be elimination series. Not well, they go two and two, whatever. But you know, yeah. if one team sweeps the other, then all of a sudden, you know, you can pretty much knock some teams off the list. Yeah, the, that uh, Reds Cubs will be fun. That's at Wrigley, yep. uh, Abbott, Lively, Williamson, and Weaver against uh, Stroman, Steele, Smiley, and Tyon. That's gonna be a fun series right there. Yeah, it should be. It should be very fun. Um, so the guy in the chat saying he wishes Yahoo would let him cut, cut Trey Turner. Don't cut Trey Turner. Yeah. Um, please, exactly. please, please just keep him. Um, let's uh, let's jump into Fab. And I actually want to start with relievers, which we never do. But I felt like this is the spot where um, not only did some spots open up for relievers, but uh, we're trying to speculate on who might get traded. Um, Gregory Santos, we kind of mentioned him last week. We I had him in passing, though, you know, as names yeah. that could end up uh, closing. But you know, Kendall Graveman got traded to the Astros. Liam Hendricks is not back yet. He's just starting to throw. And, you know, I think that, you know, White Sox are out of it. You can't imagine they push him very much. But Santos has been good. 2-6-3 ERA. Uh, 5% walk rate's really good to see after he struggled with walks last year in AAA with the Giants. But uh, Santos has been good. Came in for the first uh, save uh, when, since Graveman got traded. Converted the save. Uh, 13.9% strikeout rate. Uh, Santos is probably the, uh, the top target among all these kind of speculative relievers I saw. Yeah, uh, I think so. He was definitely like ours. Shu and I were talking about it, that that's the guy we wanted to prioritize. Wasn't available in every league because some people did the spec. Yep. We we did get Santos in uh, one of our online mains. Uh, so that was nice. One of 19 to 13. Oh, 19, uh, 19 is cheap. That's a nice price. Yeah. And another league he went for 37 as a kind of a point of reference. So it can kind of show you how, how it changes a little bit there. Uh, but yeah, he, we, we decided to prioritize him over the Mets options, which I know we're going to talk about here um, and any, and any others. Uh, although I think if Giovanni Gallegos was available in more leagues, I would have been a little bit more aggressive on him. Um, yeah. He was mostly available on, on 12 teamers. Uh, he, I think he was right. like 92 or 93% rostered in the main event, but yeah. Um, Paul Spore in the chat noted, noted we, and we talked about a bunch too. The reliever market's been awful. Usually there's always yeah. like someone got hurt, someone got traded, and here's the next guy. And we just, we don't have to make situations where there is a next guy up. There's like a, you get some, someone gets hurt, there's like three guys up. Like with Toronto, before they traded for Hicks, it was like Garcia and Swanson, just a lot of names. It's hard to like find that. And so you get three guy. saves. Yeah. And you get two here or three there. And you I get help. three saves over three weeks too. It's not like you get yeah. three saves in a week. It's just, it's, it's tough to find. Um, Santos better, is really interesting to me. Um, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go. I was going to say the better uh, fabs have been the ones that like long-term specs that have worked out like Alzale, for instance, you yeah, know, four saves this week, by the way, that Talkman catch to save his, one of his games was awesome. Yeah, it was. 
you rarely get that like with a guy on base too. So it's like you either win or lose on this play. And it was, it was beautiful. That was, yeah. that was an awesome play. Uh, so what about the Mets? We mentioned uh, David Robertson uh, moved in a trade to the Marlins. Um, Brooke, Brooke Rayleigh got uh, two saves, I believe over the weekend. Ottavino's in the mix too. He might get traded too. They may trade Rayleigh. Uh, who knows what happens there? What did you do in this situation? Cause I, uh, I like what I saw from Brooks Rayleigh. He, I he, did too. He's, he's looked really good. Uh, 2.43 area walks a few too many guys, but the strikeout rate's pretty good at 25%. Um, does not have much of a split, which you like to see. He's a, he's a lefty, so you hate to see that. Uh, you're always like, oh, you know, how is he against righties? Seems like he does pretty well against both. Uh, I I prioritize him over Ottavino myself. Agreed. Um, although I thought it was pretty close. And I, like as you alluded, he might be pitching for someone else tomorrow. And they have I don't to think trade he closes. Ottavino, right? Like, why would you I mean, so does Ray- Rayleigh could be dealt too, though. Yeah. That's the thing. Um, but yeah, they should try at the very least. The funny thing though, is like, if like it does amount to be like, it is Rayleigh, um, not Israeli, but if it is Rayleigh, um, you you know, they're, they're not tearing down to the studs here. This is a team that sold off Scherzer. Yes. They might sell off Verlander still. And yet they'll still have a bunch of veterans on this team. They won't be a terrible team. They'll be a really bad team. They're both 35 or older. Ottavino's 37. I just, uh, it's wild. Really being that old is the wild part to me. Yeah. He, he, he pitched in Japan, right? Is that why we don't remember him that long? Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, I, I like I like what I saw from Rayleigh. He looked uh, looked good, and he got the got the chance today. He had three strikeouts today, and got the save, so that was nice. Uh, guy we talked about a bunch last week, and I added him in two of my three main events is Carlos Hernandez, who actually got a save this week too. But uh, you know, some speculation that they'll trade Scar Barlow. Uh, the Royals GM say no, we don't have we're not really working on much. Nothing's imminent, which is very strange. To you think he'd be on the phone at all hours trying to move anybody at this point? But uh, if Barlow gets traded, I think Carlos Hernandez uh, slides right in and slides in pretty nicely. Yeah, I think so too. Um, for the three save chances that the Royals have the rest of the way. Yeah, there are there are those details. Yeah, uh, like I we did pick up Trevor May at one point, and you know he's I think he's up to ten saves. So yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of worked if you are good with getting a save every other week. Um, but he has been the like the the the, uh, the closer for the most part there. Um, yeah, I. I, I so that that's that you know, but that's the thing is like with I always used to avoid the Rockies for the same reason. Not you know, both the job share, the bad environment, and the fact they're a bad team. Yeah, and the thing with Hernandez I like is he got a fourteen point seven percent swing strike rate, his whips under one. So like even if yeah. he something doesn't happen, like he's a guy that I could use some weeks and, and play, which is which is really nice. Um Robert Suarez in San Diego looked a lot better about five days ago before the Padres swept the Rangers. Uh, a good, another guy who's a good pitcher who's backing up Hader and probably would slide right in that role uh, if they traded Hader. But again, we talked about it earlier. I just don't think they trade Josh Hader. Agreed. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah. Well, put it this way: if they don't trade, they're not. I mean, if they trade, they're going to trade Hader. If they don't trade, he's going to stay. I mean, it's it's pretty much it's very binary here. Because he's the most likely to be dealt if they do sell off, yeah. but I don't think they will. You're saying Hater or Suarez or both? Hater um, yeah. will be yeah, because he's, he's a free, free agent. agent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he, if you are going to sell, you have to sell him. Yeah, you have to sell. If you're going to sell, you have to tell sell him and Snell because you sell make Snell gonna, three times. Say that fast three times. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to do that, but um, yeah. So I think Suarez is interesting, but less so than he was maybe a week ago. We talked about the Cardinals. Uh, they made they moved Jordan Hicks to the uh, to the to the Jays. 
Giovanni Gallegos uh, and Jojo Romero got the save today. They used Gallegos for two innings. He pitched the 78th, pitched well, and then Romero came in and got the save in the ninth. Uh, of course they did. I think this will be pretty fluid. My bet would be Gallegos gets more save ops until Ryan Helsley comes back. We don't know that when that's going to be, uh, but it's probably uh, it's it's maybe a, like a 65-35 kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Um, of course, of course, he uh, Gallegos through the seventh and eighth because yeah, <laughs> right. Of course. You uh, you mentioned Trevor May. Um, the A's should absolutely trade Trevor May if anybody wants Trevor May. He does. You mentioned the ten saves. Um, has pitched a little bit better lately, but he's thirty three. Um, he's not someone you want to hold on to. I don't think anybody trade for him. But if he, they do, I think Lucas uh, Urseg probably ends up closing games for the A's. But like you sure. said with the with the Royals, like how many saves you getting? But uh, if I was in a super deep league or an AL only league, I think Urseg would be the name I'd grab if I were looking for save speculation. Oakland. Sure, sounds good to me. Uh, starting pitching is, uh, once again, uh, brutal. It's, uh, it's bad. I actually had Lance Lynn available in one of my main event leagues. I, uh, I got out, I got out on him. He got dropped last week. I'm sure the person who dropped him was not really happy about him getting traded to the Dodgers of all places. No. Um, but aside from that, it was tough out there. Um, Luis Medina in Oakland is about 30% rostered has pitched really well for like the last three or four starts. He pitched pretty well today in, in Coors field. He pitched, uh, he only gave two runs, no walks, six strikeouts, but has pitched really well. The last three has given up uh, two, one, and zero runs with six strikeouts in each of the last three starts. I thought he was interesting, and then I just I don't know the list after that. I mean, Henjin Ryu is coming back on Tuesday for Toronto. Was not available in many F- NFBC leagues until he actually pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, your friend Johnny Cueto is is back and pitching okay, which is always feels like that we're like a gonna get a one you know a, an inning and a third nine earned runs at any point. You know, last year he had some good good outings, uh, but I always feel like the blow ups coming. Uh, David Peterson probably back in the mix in New York now that Scherzer's gone. Uh, what the heck are you starting pitching? Because I, I week after week I'm having trouble finding anybody that I'm remotely uh, wanting to pitch. I used uh, I used Priester for the Pirates last, this week. He got two uh, wins, but it was ugly, ugly. But they got two wins, so I guess I can't complain too much. You got your money's worth. I guess those ratios were ugly though. Yeah, but you knew that going in. I, I did not think I was picking up Justin Verlander. No, but uh, no. No. What what do you do with starting pitching right now? I mean, Noah Syndergaard pitches twice this week. Can I interest you in that? Heck to the no. Yeah. Uh, I mean, good for you if it works out. I I told Chew that I didn't want to bid on him. Like, not even a dollar. Um, well, the first starts at Houston too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Godspeed. But no, I just I couldn't do it either. I need I need strikeouts badly. I need wins badly. But I just. Uh, I couldn't. I couldn't do. I uh, couldn't do it I, after doing the Quinn Priester experience and and surviving with two wins. I uh, I was not going back to another super. Risky. How about how about the Mets though? Peterson and Quintana. I mean, Quintana was really good last year. Uh, after the especially after the trade deadline. Uh, but uh, how, can you really trust that? And how deep in games is he going to go? But he gets two starts this week. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, league average pitching which is what Quintana really is, is pretty valuable right now. And one of those stars is at Kansas City. And if you survive that one, you're feeling good, then you have a good place at Baltimore, which is not where you want to pitch. So Man, uh, good good park, tough lineup. But uh, the, the park is park is obviously great. There, there was a stat, and I don't know if it's right, there's a stat on the Sunday baseball game tonight. There were 591 balls hit since they put the new wall in there that would have been home runs in 29 other parks that weren't in, in Baltimore. That many already? That's what they said. I can't imagine that's right. That's the number. In a year and a half. Guessed. Yeah, that's what they said. There's no way that's right, right? Uh, no. Maybe there's 590 even... balls hit across the all the majors that were that were would have been out in 29 parks and not that park. Maybe that's what they were saying. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. 
and then David Cohn was doing was doing uh, bong shots with the with the Homer hose with the uh, with the Orioles. Uh, so they, they moved on after that. So I didn't hear the hear the comment, but man, that doesn't make any sense. I mean, well, that's I I, I feel many, better. Sarah Sanchez said she heard that quote too. I couldn't. There's no way that number's right just for Camden Yards fly balls in that one part of the park. There's no, a, I mean you know, you know an all time home run season for a team is like that. Yeah. Let alone balls that would have been out. No, it must be number of number of fly balls hit in that's in major leagues that are there were home runs in 29 parks, but not yeah. that one. I think so. I don't know. It, yeah. It was, I, I, it's I, clearly, it's clearly the hardest place to hit a home run in left field. In any, in that'll any buy yeah. that'll buy. And it, it was probably like there were 591 homers to left field across baseball. That would not have been homers. In, in it, mu- it must've been it. I bet you that's it. Fun piece of trivia though. Do you know the one lefty who's hit an opposite field home run there over that fence this year? No. Uh, James Outman, LA Dodgers. Wow. You would have given me about uh, 255 yeah. guesses. They, I might not have gotten there. They mentioned it, and then I was I was thinking like, oh, what what lefty could have done that? I was like, oh, Joey Gallo. I was trying to get these names, and then there was James Outman. I was like, oh, wouldn't have thought that one. So, yeah. Uh, let's jump into uh, hitters and fab before we jump out of here. But first, a note from our sponsor at Home Run Index. We know the weather can impact how far a, bike, a ball can fly, but we never know what all the heat and humidity or cold air is really doing to the ball. The Home Run Forecast Index gives us an easy way to determine how good or bad the air is for ball flight. The index is calculated by measuring stadium-specific weather conditions and is displayed on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being the most unfavorable for good ball flight and 10 indicating the most favorable error. There's a strong correlation between the index and the number of runs scored per game and the number of home runs hit. Given that games have the highest index, 10 for the whole game average over 10 runs and 2.8 homers over the course of a season. An index is created for each game so you can see what it will be like in any stadium and how the weather's influence might change over the course of the game as well as all wind directions. Right now, you can get access to the HRF premium site for only $5 a month and see what the index will look like for every hour of every Major League Baseball game. Go to homerunforecast.com now to sign up. So, Jeff, this is a, kind of a rough hitter week, too. I think everybody's excited. Yeah. Earlier in the week when Marco uh, Luciano got called up in San Francisco, uh, probably not ready, um, Not maybe not playing every day either, um, striking out a bunch, striking out a lot in the minors, too, which is uh, you know always concerning when a guy strikes out you know, 30% of the time in the minors, you're like, I just know that's jumping to 36% in the majors. Yeah. Um, so I actually pulled back on him. I was going to bid on him a couple of leagues and then he actually didn't get picked up in two of my three main events. I don't know how he was in yours, but uh, as I looked a little closer, I kind of felt like he's 21. I didn't think it was going to help him fantasy teams quite yet. I think he's a better real life prospect than fantasy yeah. for this year. And I, I think those two sometimes get conflated, but I also think that, you know, I think the bidders in our, our, our various leagues are gotten sharper about that too. Uh, I do too. I think it used to be like someone got called up, like there was always big bids no matter what. And I feel like, especially got called up earlier in the week too. I think people had a time to, time to look. If you got pulled up like Saturday and played one game maybe, but I think everybody kind of looked at how they're using him. I just think that uh, I, I just, I pulled back everything. I just, I wasn't, I don't need shortstops very much in most leagues too. I'm kind of covered there. Um, but I was kind of less in. I, I got more in other players as, as I as I dove deeper in this week. Yep, uh, agreed. Uh, so, other player that I am more interested in is Matt Walner. Yeah, um, Alex Kirilov. Alex Kirilov going the aisle helped help this one again. Today too. Yeah, uh, again, sadly. So, not the so wrist this time. It's actually the shoulder, but so frustrating. Oh, good. Uh, okay. Walner Walner strikes out a lot, but he's got some pop. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, he's a higher rated prospect when people realize it because they promoted so many other top prospects, I feel like. Uh, but yeah, he, he's a legit bat. Now he, he's probably going to bet towards the bottom of the order. That's a negative. So it might hurt your counting stats some, but I, I think he's someone that could carve out some playing time. Now, again, with the twins, when they call up a prospect, they don't always commit to them. 
And that sometimes is frustrating. It is. We've dealt with that with a number of their outfielders, especially. He did hit fifth twice this week and hit fourth mm-hmm. once. So maybe, um, you know, I think that uh, maybe he gets some spots in there. May, and they, there's talks that they may, they may trade uh, Trevor Larnick or Max Kepler kind of to help that glut in the outfit. Although with Carroll yep. going the IL, that's probably less likely than it was. Uh, really good question in the chat. Real quick, though. Um, Buxton, T. Oscar, and Tristan Casas need two of those three. Jeff, I'm putting you on the spot. Who do you take there? That's a hard one. Casas is as on fire as anybody in baseball right now. Um, he's one of my two for sure, by the way. I I think it's Teoscar sure. over Buxton right now. I just I gotta double I gotta relitigate that. Um I've got Buxton and Teoscar on the worst ever fan uh, main live main event team ever. So um you know, I'm probably not the right person to ask. I'm I'm very salty about Buxton. I just every once in a while he does something nice. I mean, he's at 17 and nine. I mean, that's not horrific and then you look at the batting average you know just i'm sorry 206 is just going to kill you in a fantasy league i'm taking cassis and tioscar myself too and i'm leaving boxing but i think it was a a tough one i think that uh tioscar striking out too much but still hitting the ball really hard i think that a hot streak is going to come at some point um there's talk to him getting traded too so it'd be interesting if uh seattle's a team kind of right on that right on that edge too they got so many teams in front of them but they're not fully out of it yeah Um, i don't know what they do it'll be interesting yeah, I, I think some. I think one of the Seattle beat writers had a column about that, or at least I only kind of was hurrying, so I didn't really read through it. But like they haven't earned either being a seller or a buyer right now, um, so they're in limbo. Yep. And especially as you alluded to, the gauntlet that is the American League. It, it is. It's tough. You look at that, and it's 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 pretty nasty. Um, Luis Renjifo, uh, Joey Weimer, Alex Call, there's some other names I was looking at this week. Um, I was kind of interested in Renjifo, and then I looked at his splits a little bit, and I saw who they play this week, and they uh, they face a lot of uh, they face a lot of righties, and he's not very good against righties. So I kind of I feel like you probably missed Renjifo's best week this last week. Um, but Mitch yeah. Garver in Texas, uh, Jonah Heim went on the aisle. Sounds like he's going to wait two or three weeks and then see if he needs to be have surgery out for the year. Uh, but Garver suddenly. You know, was was kind of the guy that had it was utility only, then got catcher, but wasn't playing enough. Uh, Garver suddenly's going to fall into a lot of playing time really quickly here. Yeah, he is, and we added him in one league actually last week. We got Ooh, really super lucky. Well, I see, I like it. Well, it's all it's not. Don't don't be too impressive. We just had to replace a catcher. I mean, so and you know, okay, let's go Garver. Okay, fine. Um, I mean, that's all that really was. But uh, yeah, it's yeah, it, you know. You know, Garver's going to probably play for a while now, too. I think yeah. this is more than a 15 dayer. Uh, I do, too. I'd be surprised if after those two or three weeks, he's not like, yeah, I need to get this thing. Out. The only thing is they're in the race. So maybe uh, and he was, I think he was leading catchers in RBI. If it wasn't, he was really close. I, I have to look at the exact stat, but he was right around there. But yeah. uh, you look at Garver, 46% hard hit rate, 13% barrel, uh, strikes out too much. We're always going to get that. But I think you might get, uh, if you get five, six, seven home runs from your catcher the rest of the way, that's uh, that, that's that's an edge right there. Yeah, same main event league that I got Santos, uh, Gregory Santos. I also got Garver. Uh, so 17 to 13 on that one. So decent win. Those are nice uh, nice little ads for this point in the season. I, I do like sure. both of those. Um, Michael Toglia. We talked a little bit about when we're talking about the uh, the Rockies a little bit. Um, I bumped him up uh, once uh, once they traded Crone and, and Gritchick. I just think that, uh, you know, Nate Jones, obviously, he's obviously been playing a lot as it, as it was. He's had a really good year, but he's going to play. Um, he's going to play a ton, but I think Toglia plays a lot, too. He's played, I think, six of the last seven games. You know, it's just a, a guy who's playing every day at Coors Field. Like, I signed me up for that for a few bucks, no matter what. He had 16 home runs in AAA. I get that 
they play in a really good hitters park, but they do for their regular games too. Uh, doesn't strike out, uh, has had lowered his strikeouts this year. He used to strike out a lot, but lowered that a little bit. Uh, hits the ball pretty hard. I thought he was mildly interesting as a, a guy you could get for three or four bucks. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I think that's about as much as I'd invest though. I think I would cap it at that because he's going to murder death, kill you on the road. Uh, I'm hoping to not have to play him very much the road, but I agree that he would have to, have to yeah. kill you on the road. Uh, we talked about the Mets a bunch um, with, with training guys and kind of selling off. Do you think that uh, we get to a point where they play some of the young guys here? Do you think they call up Ronnie Mauricio? Do you think Mark Vientos is why I bring it up? He got called back up this week. seems like he's only starting as lefties right now. They've just, it's been weird how they treat him. They called him up and he never played. He was playing like one every three or four games and they called him back up. Now at some point they got to see what these guys can do. Right. Yeah, I, I think so. And I think they're not done selling. Um, I think Tommy Pham will get dealt for instance. Um, I think they might straight up cut Vogel back um, at some point in time. Cause I don't think they're going to get anything for him. I um, loved, I, I loved Pham's quote, by the way, Drew that he's like, Oh, I, I know my value. I looked at my WRC plus last night. Oh, it was beautiful. It. Yeah, it was Love great. Yeah. Uh, other than that, offense was tough. Like Oscar Gonzalez got back up and called up in Cleveland. We were, I think we were both fades on him in draft time, and I'm I'm still a fade on him. He was as bad as we we were worried he'd be, and I'm not really excited about that. Um, we talked about Kike Hernandez getting traded to the Dodgers, but I think the playing time will be weird there. He hasn't done much offensively either. I think mm-hmm. that him going to LA is probably great for him, great for the team, great for the clubhouse and locker room, but I don't think it helps much in fantasy leagues. Um, Alex Call in when Washington, I think, is, is leading off a bunch for them, playing a lot. I think he's kind of a mildly interesting name, but um, I had trouble finding offense this week. Even guys that I was like, oh, they're good schedule this week. Um, I had trouble finding offense this week. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, do you take a gander at Gabriel Arias in, uh, in Cleveland uh, or Tyler Freeman, one of those two guys, uh, as you're trying to find something? And the answer is probably not. Um, I, you know, I, I was trying to think like who steps in and with Ahmed Rosario gone there and I'm just, yeah, I, I looked at, I looked at areas too. And I, you know, I saw he had two forty last year with a decent amount of strikeouts. I was like, oh, do I really want to do this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got a little bit of pop, not much speed. Now I, I, you know, I was kind of looking for more from the opposite way for that. I'm looking for some speed and not much pop, but, yep. um, I, I looked and I wasn't super interested when I looked. Yeah, exactly. Um, anybody else, uh, free agent wise that you guys are really interested in? Cause I felt like it was, uh, this is like a, this is a heavy, heavy reliever week this week. Yeah. And for all the trades that we've seen so far, there's fewer resulting opportunities than I would have thought. Yeah, me too. And the ones that did seem like they're all relief pitchers. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, but more shoes will drop. I hope. Do you, um, think, uh, do you think we get uh, fully shocked by anybody? Yeah, probably. Do you think we get like an Arenado or no, we're not getting a Juan Soto trade anymore, but someone that uh, we don't expect. I know they said they're not trading Arenado, but do we get a, I think we get a really big, huge name that uh, you don't expect. There'll be a name that we weren't expecting. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. Cause a lot of, there's not that many huge big names on the teams that are fully, fully selling, but uh, you know, maybe the, maybe the A's will move a Miss Diaz and Jace Peterson. That would really uh, blow the doors off uh, yeah. the MLB network. Yeah, it would be massive. Shattering. Um, I think most of the news and notes we probably hit, but uh, we talked about Romano. We talked about John Nia Taylor Ward. We talked about get hit by the pitch by Alec Manoa. Uh, that was a scary one. He got moved to the 60-day IL this afternoon, so obviously he is done for the year, at least for until the last week of the season. So by all, all intents and purposes, you know, hope, you hope the Angels make the playoffs. Maybe he can come back, but he's out 60 days. Clearly a scary one there. Uh, you mentioned Nate Valdi, a forearm strain out for the Rangers. They made that trade. Uh, we mentioned Alex Kirloff. Uh, some good news. Max Fried made a, made his last rehab start Saturday night. Max Fried will be pitching 
with the Braves this week. And if uh, assuming everything goes well, uh, he was sick last week for a while, but uh, freed Friday night against the Cubs off the aisle. I assume you're starting him right away. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think if you have him and you've been holding him all this time, I, I think it'd be, I think it'd be very hard pressed to find a way to not use him. Uh, so who, who misses out on this rotation? Cause all of a sudden, again, the Braves have a lot of uncertainty in their rotation for such a great team. It's Strider and Morton and, and, and freed whenever he comes back. Elder has struggled lately. Yanni Chirio, Chir- Chirinos was, is just came off of a team that's desperately needing starting pitching and they had, they didn't want him. Um, you know, that stuff, AJ Smith Shaver came back, but he wasn't very good. Uh, he probably heads back to the minors when freed comes back too. So it's still like this transition team, like Bryce elder was available in one of my mains, I think. Yeah. That's the, the bloom was off that rose pretty quickly. He was really good for a while. And then, you know, no, now you're scared to start him at all. Someone in the chat asked about uh, Mason Miller in Oakland. Um, he is just starting to throw you through a bullpen session, on Wednesday, there was 20 pitches. Um, I know there's a lot of people that are holding on to him. He's still like, it's like 65% rostered in the, in the main event, I think. But, and I mean, he, we, we talked about, when we talked about people picking him up, he threw so few innings last year that I thought they're going to yeah. be really safe on him no matter what. And we talked about, he threw like way less innings than Yuri Perez did. We're talking, we're seeing what happened with Yuri Perez. I think, I think Miller threw like 15 or 18 innings or something last year total. Um, I, I think he's a drop still, even though he's throwing, I think maybe he makes some starts at the end of the array, but I don't, I don't think he makes enough, uh, starts deep into games that are going to matter. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I just, he's not going to go deep enough and he's not, he'd he he be shut down mode too, pretty quick. And right why would, that. why would they push him at all? Like, why would they throw him right. past 60, 70 pitches in any game? There's just no reason to do it. I mean, it's just, yeah. uh, only to I, watch the bullpen blow it anyhow. Exactly. Um, Jazz Chisholm started a rehab assignment on Sunday. Sounds like he can be back, um, fairly soon here. He's been out a bit. That'd be a nice name to get back. You mentioned Mookie Betts. We mentioned JD Martinez. Uh, Chris Sale, another guy who's on his way back. We talked about Lodolo and Hunter Green, but uh, Chris Sale making a rehab start on Tuesday. Have you done any uh, any stashing of Chris Sale? No, I haven't. He, I haven't found him available where I've tried to. Yeah, he was. Uh, I had him a couple spots. It was kind of too early for me to stash, and I just needed other stuff. But uh, he could be. Uh, you know, he's, for, you talk about the Red Sox not making a move. Maybe he's there. He could be the trade down move. He comes back and uh, and pitches well. That's a, that's a big big ad for them. It is. It is. It's still though the. Get our injured player back is our big ad right. thing that I always hate. Because he started out slowly, but he was pitching really well before he got hurt. I think he went yeah. uh, every he had three or fewer runs his last six starts uh, when he when he before he got hurt. So I think that's uh, yeah. I'd like to see them do something plus add him, which would be uh, good. Some uh, some minor pitcher notes if you're playing in deeper leagues. Uh, Tommy Henry went in the 15 day aisle with an inflamed elbow. Arizona is uh, falling apart pretty quick here. Anthony Descalfani with the Giants, 15 day aisle with a forearm strain. Him and Nate Evaldi had that. Uh, Wade Miley's back though, uh, old friend, uh, old Reds friend, uh, rejoined the rotation on Wednesday. Okay, he's pitched really well. Yeah, the, between injured stints though is the problem. Yes, he has always. pitched very well. He, he did shut down my Reds right before the All Star break. Our Reds, sorry. Someone asked a question. O'Neill Crows back for September. Um, last I read on Cruz, they were kind of pulling back on him a little bit. I think that this is the Pirates. You know, we talked about the age of Miller. Kind of the Pirates are the same. I think he'll play some in September. I just think it'll be like two games on, one off. I think it'll be frustrating fantasy wise. I just don't think they have they have no reason to push him. They have no reason to. It doesn't matter. They just want him to get you know twenty games at bats in before next year. I think it's kind of the only thing really they care about there. Exactly. Yeah, I uh, some I've had, I've asked I've had people ask me about picking him up or not. I actually think he's a drop still. I just don't think 
I just don't think he'll do enough fantasy wise to, to make him usable. Someone asked if they, if we think Charlie Blackman's worth a pickup in Maine. Um, I do not myself. There's a chance they trade him too, which would be even worse if he's not on the Rockies. But I mean, he's got in 265, the five home runs does not run anymore. I just don't know what you get from Charlie Blackman. You can't get from almost anybody pick him on the waiver wire. Agreed. Uh, also a question in the chat asking about Walker Bueller. Uh, I, th- you know, I, I think he does pitch in September. And I think he pitches more in the playoffs, but I don't think it's going to be what you think. I think it's going to be like the David Price uh, when he first yeah. got called up with the Rays sort of role. Pitches like an inning or two of just hot fire out of the bullpen. That was, that was, a, that was, a, that was a fun David Price that year. That was, it was. He was coming out just gassing people and out of the bullpen. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that I think uh, fantasy-wise, I don't think Bueller makes any sort of impact this year. I know he's been sharing videos of himself throwing, and he's done some bullpen sessions, but I think I think you're right. I think it's a uh, one or two inning kind of stints uh, later on. But yeah, uh, anybody else on your mind? Anything else you want to talk about for uh, we uh, we let you jump out of here? Um, no, I'm good. I can't wait for the next two days. I, I, I'm it's very always, interesting. Uh, to see it's always fun. Trade deadline is three o'clock Pacific on Tuesday. Before we get out of here, do you think the Reds make any sort of big move? Medium no, move? I think, small I think move at all? Small and medium, maybe. Um, okay. I thought they would have done something by this weekend. I wonder if the India trade just scuttled all their – I mean, the India injury scuttled a lot of their yeah. plans. Yeah, that does, uh, that does mess them up. That, like, infield depth that they – like, that was going to solve the problem to trade one, and suddenly that doesn't work anymore. So, but. Yeah. Anyway, we uh, we really appreciate everybody listening. It's going to be an interesting week of baseball. Uh, it's tough with the deadline on Tuesday. You know, you're sitting lineups tomorrow – or Tuesday morning, there's going to be guys that are useless in your lineup for the second half of the week just because they, you know, traded to spots or, you know, we'll get a starter get traded, won't make starts, that sort of thing. It'll be, uh, there'll be some definitely, uh, some definite hiccups. You'll have some closers in your lineup who aren't closers anymore, but uh, it makes it all fun. It makes uh, the speculations the last couple of weeks will be uh, maybe, maybe you hit on some guys if you've picked up some closers that fall into roles. So, exactly. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We do really appreciate that. If you could please rate or review the podcast, we appreciate that. If you want to follow Jeff on Twitter, He's at Jeff underscore Erickson. I am at Scott Jenstead. Other than that, uh, we should uh, we should be good to go here. Hope everybody's a really good week. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Hope everybody has a good fantasy week and take care. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.